Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 113 to 101 win over the OKC Thunder. The Hawks use a stifling defense in the third quarter to build a big lead and get their fifth straight win at home. Trey Young has 30 points and six assists. John Collins chips in with five blocks, and the Hawks get a big win in Atlanta. Without further ado, let's get into it. That is how you defend State Farm Arena. The Hawks took care of business against the Thunder, and they now head on a two-game road trip starting with the San Antonio Spurs. But this game against the Thunder, the first half was a little sloppy. The Hawks actually scored the most points that they have in a first half of the season, 66 points. But they used a really strong defensive third quarter, one where they held the Thunder to just 11 points and outscored 27 themselves, so outscored the Thunder by 16 points in that one period to ride to a 113 to 101 win. And it was just really good to see the effort in the second half and a really nice way for the Hawks to close out this homestand um, to go get five straight wins at home. One thing that the players and Nate McMillan have talked about constantly after these games is just really want wanting to make State Farm Arena a tough place for other teams to come in and play in. And to do that, you got to get wins. And the Hawks did that. Um, this game got off to, it was a nice, fun pace in the first quarter, and then fouls started to add up, and there started to be some foul shots at the end of the first quarter, but the Hawks won the first period 32-27. to 27. The second quarter, both teams would get going offensively, Hawks winning that period as well, 34-33, to 33, and would go in at halftime up, like I said, 66-60. to 60. Um, I don't know what Nate McMillan talked about in that, Halftime speech, but the Hawks came out and they really did a nice job on defense. In the first half, it was interesting. The Thunder are a bigger team. Maybe the smallest player on their team is Lou Dort, who is a 6'4 shooting guard, but a really good defender. And the rest of the guys that the Thunder are playing, especially without their kind of all-star point guard, uh, SGA, they go really tall, starting with their rookie this year, Josh Giddy, and um the thunder had players from six five all the way up to seven feet tall on the rest of the floor besides lou dort and trey young in the first half was doing a lot of guarding of josh giddy who's six eight he's an australian um who would have a nice game but it's just a really big team and this really gave nate mcmillan an opportunity to try out a lot of switching i thought nate mcmillan used this as a way to do a lot of switching on defense and that let the Thunder get a lot of points in the paint. The Thunder did not shoot the three ball particularly well. They were just 10 of 38 from on the game, and that included some three-pointers late in the game that kind of got them closer, made this game closer than it was, but that's just 26%. Um, the majority of the Thunder's points came in the paint where the Hawks just outscored the Thunder 46 to 40, 48 to 48-46, um, but a lot of that was the Thunder getting back cuts, going in the paint, and a lot of what they were doing when the Hawks were on defense, was trying to get Trey Young onto different players uh, in the paint and going to whoever that was. And in the third quarter, they would even do that. They would bring their second-year player, Alex Pukachevsky, off the bench, a seven, another seven-footer, and a guy who plays shooting guard at seven feet tall. But he would get Trey Young under the basket and get some easy shots. But that third quarter, again, the Hawks did a wonderful job defensively. They eliminated the Thunder to just... Uh, 16% shooting from the floor, kind of all of the 11 points that the Thunder got 
Uh, many of them were on from the free throw line, but uh, Trey Young really got going in that third quarter, and he got really um, animated both on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. He he hit some three pointers, um, was getting passes to his teammates, but he was also while he was getting switched off to bigger guys, he was he was really being a pest defensively, and he got called for a couple fouls. But he was trying to get some steals, and you could see he was amped up on that. He got a put back. He the Hawks got out on a fast break, and he got the ball ahead to uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who did not have his best shooting night. But Bogdan missed the layup, and Trey Young went over six eight Josh Getty and had a tip in. Um, and then sort of the final pay, play of the the run was Trey Young got the ball on the wing and wanted to throw a pass to a cutting hawk and the defender tipped it away and you could just see Trey really wanted that pass to get through. So thought he had a guy open, but the Hawks blew the game open in that third quarter outscoring the thunder 27 to 11. Um, and that would lead to the 113 to 101 win. The thunder would actually get five points kind of in the last minute 30 when both teams had put their second, uh, their, the end of the bench squad. in, and so this game wasn't, wasn't quite as close as it even looked at the end of this one, but, uh, you got to start with Trey Young. He has scored 30 points on 9 of 20 shooting. This was a game where his floater wasn't working, but his three-point shot was there. Uh, there was an interesting sequence in the fourth quarter when the Hawks were um, trying to put this game away before both teams put in their uh, all-bench units. But Trey Young hit a three-pointer, and the official called a offensive foul, thinking that Trey did a kickout. Nate McMillan challenged it. It got overturned, but Trey had his three-pointer working. He was 5 of 9 from 3. He got to the free-throw line seven times, um, made all of his free throws. Again, one place to look at to see if the Hawks are really humming is that free-throw line, and they were 15 for 16 on the free-throw line. Trey Young had seven free-throw attempts. DeLon Wright had three free-throw attempts. Um, Gallo got to the free-throw line. The only miss was by Lou, who went one of two from the free-throw line, but the Hawks went to the free throw line and cashed in on those. And then they shot the three ball well as as well. 14 of 34 for 41%. Um, and that good shooting uh, started with Trey Young, who it's nice to see on a night where it's a team that is all big. Trey was able to get that three-pointer working. Kevin Herter continues to uh, play well in the starters position. He was had 13 points, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Bogdan Bogdanovich has not found his shooting stroke of late. He was just 5 of 13 from the field, but he had 13 points, uh, 5 rebounds, and a steal. John Collins was everywhere in this game. He had a lot of blocks. Uh, he would finish the game with 5 blocks, 5 assists, 6 rebounds, and 11 points. He was 4 steals away from a 5-by-5 five five where the player has 5 of at least 5 uh, statistics. And he was just everywhere. The... Thunder really couldn't do anything with them. They don't have a lot of super explosive athletes, and John has just been playing a lot better on the defensive side of the ball this year and in the right place and challenging uh, guys with verticality. And that um, showed itself with five blocks, including one just highlight block of Darius Baisley, where he went up and, and challenged Baisley and uh, got, the, got the block. But JC was everywhere. And then this looked like another game where Clint Capella was going to go berserk again. He had six of his 10 points in the first quarter, and it looks like the Thunder were not going to have anything to do to answer the Swiss big man. But he would finish with 10 points on five of nine shooting. He had 14 boards, 
um, and was a team high plus 20 in this game. None of the Hawks really had to play huge minutes. Again, this was one where Nate McMillan kind of mixed and matched lineups. He got to play. There was one lineup. He had Bogdanovich, Cam Reddish, and Kevin Herter all on the floor at the same time. Lou and Trey got run together in this one. It was just really fascinating to watch. Nate McMillan kind of put different guys out there, try a lot of switching. I thought, again, in the first half when the Thunder hung around, the Hawks built an eight-point lead in that um, second quarter, even bigger than that, and the Thunder were able to come back and hang around and actually um, you know, tie the game and, and make this a, a tight game in the second quarter. And I thought this was a lot of like – the Hawks trying some different things out on defense and things that didn't necessarily work. But one thing it seemed that the Hawks were really focusing on was um, having Trey really get out of whatever matchup he was in. Um, the Thunder were, were trying to target Trey and get him down into the paint. And his Trey's teammates would kind of, they would be talking. And as soon as there was some sort of switch, Trey would go and try to find kind of the player furthest away from the play to get Trey out of the the defensive action, but um, he, of course, chipped in on the offensive side of the ball, but it, w- it was fascinating to see a lot of switching, and then the Hawks really locked down in that third quarter, hold the Thunder just 11 points, and then be able to kind of cruise to the 113-101 victory. Off the bench, the Hawks got 11 points from Danilo Gallinari. He had a stretch in this game where he was everywhere. He led the break a couple times. Air Italy took off and had a dunk in this game. Um, Gallo was just everywhere. He found uh, Lou Williams for a three-pointer. There was just a fun run in the second quarter where, like, you know, the rooster, Danilo Gallinari, just got going. And when he is going and he is running, I, I think this idea of pace and this thing that Nate McMillan is trying to get the team to do on the offensive side of the ball is kind of getting to everyone. And one of the areas that I really notice it is when someone besides Trey Young brings the ball up the court. Trey Young is also throwing some longer passes, finding Kevin Herter for a three-pointer and getting guys open that way. But kind of anyone who gets the rebound will turn around and push it um, into the fast break. And the Hawks did win the fast break points 11-2, to which is a little bit um, surprising considering how young the OKC Thunder are. You would expect them to get out and run and maybe have more fast break points. But um, the Hawks really are are trying to get those easy points um, and those points in kind of semi-transition as, as well. Cam Reddish had another solid game, uh, nine points, including four straight in the fourth quarter that kind of helped the Hawks put this one away. But he was part of the fast break. I thought in semi-transition, the Hawks got up the court really fast, and Trey Young found Cam um, at the top of the key, and Cam went right down the lane. None of the OKC Thunder were set for a huge Cam jam, just big dunk. And then there was a uh, a play earlier in this game where uh, Cam was way ahead of the pack. Uh, there was a pass to him. He was going out of bounds, and it looked like Cam was just it was going to be a turnover. And Cam found Clint Capella for a huge dunk uh, in transition. So the Hawks are really getting better at playing fast, and to see them outscore a team like the Thunder in fast break points is really encouraging and something that I hope they continue uh, going forward. It is going to be a shock a little bit going from this OKC Thunder team that is so young and trying to get experience for a lot of their young players to a Spurs team that under Coach Popovich, you know that even though they're sort of going through their own rebuild, they're going to be a lot more disciplined than this Thunder team. An interesting note on this game was 
it was a low turnover game. The Hawks just had eight turnovers to the Thunder 10. Um, and in rebounding, the Thunder out-rebounded the Hawks 50-44, to and that also uh, carried over to the offensive rebounds where the Thunder doubled up the Hawks, getting 16 offensive boards to eight. I thought the offensive rebounding statistic was a little misleading just because it felt like that the Thunder got their offensive rebounds in bunches. I think there's like three possessions where the Thunder got like three offensive rebounds and not all of those possessions ended up in buckets for the Thunder. Second chance points, the Thunder had 13 second chance points on those 16 offensive rebounds to just uh, where the Hawks had 10 second chance points on eight offense, uh, offensive rebounds. So while they were getting offensive rebounds, they weren't being really efficient and putting those and turning those into points. But um, just a really good performance up and down the roster for the Hawks. They had six players in double digits, Cam with eight. DeLon Wright had eight points, hit another three-pointer. Again, his three-pointer is huge, and he got to the basket a couple times. This was a really good matchup for the big backup guard. He is a guy that is definitely able to switch. And he was able to get into the paint, and he had uh, two assists to go along with those eight points, um, and got to the free throw line three times as well. Um, and so, feels like Delon Wright is kind of figuring himself out where he is with the Hawks, and the Hawks players are also figuring out how Delon plays. Finally, Lou also had eight points on three of six shooting. He had that one of two free throws and three assists as well. But um, just a nice, solid win. One where. The Hawks probably should have been in more control at halftime, just being up six, but they used a just stifling, really suffocating defense in that third quarter to build the lead all the way up to 22 points and then was able to hold on for the 113 to 101 win. And that pushes the Hawks are now at 500. The Hawks are nine and nine and they're heading on the road and a couple of players and Nate McMillan talked about how it's been very good to get back home get this wins, these wins and get back to 500. But now they need to go prove that they can get wins on the road as well. Um, I think the team is feeling a lot better just in rhythm. I think rotations have been smoothed out a little bit. And again, Clint Capella just continues to play really good basketball. But uh, the Hawks have started to figure something out. And it's nice that they've done this now at nine and nine instead of at 14 and 20 when they did it last year. But a big win for the Hawks. They get move to nine and nine knock off the thunder and they will be playing the san antonio spurs next and of course as always the kettle cast will be here to bring you my analysis on that game after that go hawks thank you for catching this episode of the kettle cast you can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com go hawks